0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. Amen. So I'm going to continue my message, uh, uh, my series on faith. And uh, I just feel inspired to keep going on faith because uh, faith is the key that 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 receives the hand of God in our lives. Amen. So, so our, our foundational scripture in faith is Hebrews eleven six and And uh, hopefully you have it memorized by now. And uh, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that God is, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so, you know, um, we need to get an understanding here that God is looking to bless us. He's looking to reward us. Um, you know, even the saints, if you read that, the, the Hebrews and you read in chapter 11, you'll find that the people that follow God, um, they were willing, even Moses was willing to forsake, you know, the riches of Egypt. You know, Moses grew up in Pharaoh's house. And uh, he was willing to forsake that to endure the hardships of those that love God. Amen. So he was willing to do that. And, 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 and the Bible says that they were looking for the promise or the reward. And so um, how many people are looking for the promise, Amen. looking for the reward in here? Amen. And, and there is a reward when you seek God. And when you seek him with a whole heart. And and so I really believe this, that that as we seek him diligently, he will reward us. Not only, you know, some people will say, well, he reward us when we get to heaven, but he can reward us down here. Amen. And so I call it the double blessing. God blesses us down here. And then when we get to heaven, he blesses us in heaven. Amen. With rewards. And so, which is amazing to me is because God, God commissions each one of us to do something for him. Amen. Amen. We're all commissioned to do something for Christ. But he, 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 he commissions us, but he graces us to do it. So he empowers us to do his will. Amen. And then he gives us a reward for empowering us to do his will. <laughs> I mean, how can you lose? When you submit to God, you, you get empowered by God. To do his will. That's, somebody say, that's grace. That's grace. Amen. In other words, you're never, when we're walking this walk with Christ, we're never walking by ourselves. Amen. We've got to get a revelation of that. See, sometimes the enemy will make you think that you're by yourself or that God is not. At times when you're encountering difficulties and when you're encountering trials, sometimes we think, is God with us? Or when, when things don't seem right. Like, no, God is with you today. And, uh, and, and I think sometimes he's more with us than we think he is. Amen. I'm going to have to say it again. I think sometimes God is more with us than we think he is. Amen. And it was just beautiful how the Holy Spirit moved this morning to reveal that God is with us. Amen. Amen. And that he's for us and that he's doing a work. Yeah. Somebody say he's doing a work. And see, the work that he's doing, a lot of times we can't see uh, sometimes because it's internally and not externally. In other words, God is doing a work in our hearts. And see, when God starts doing a work in our hearts, it changes us. And I like what the Bible says. We go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. So, So God is changing us when we come together in his presence. Amen. So we found out and we discovered that faith Comes not just by miracles, because if faith came by just seeing miracles, then the Israelites, uh, the generation, would not have died in the wilderness because they saw all these mighty miracles. But they still had a hard time connecting the miracles with faith, and they kept looking back to Egypt and they kept complaining. And griping, and, and finally God said, you know, you keep talking like this, you're going to get what you speak. They say, God brought us out in the wilderness to kill us, the Israelites, the first generation of the Israelites. And finally God was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> in other words, can God's grace be exhausted? Yes, you can, you can frustrate the grace of God. And we, don't want to fr- we want to work with God and not frustrate his grace. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, we want to work with them. And and so, but we know that Joshua and Caleb, they were, they stayed in faith. The grace continued to be on their lives. And they ended up bringing the children of Israel, you know, a a generation, the the younger generation into the promised land. Somebody say, "I, I am coming into and walking in the promised land. Amen. The land filling with uh, flowing with milk and honey. So we we found out that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm going to have to say this to you today, that if you are um, discouraged or you feel downcast, you might be a little low on the word because the word of God is full of faith. And faith, when you get the word of God and you mix believing with the word of God, it should bring you up. Amen. In other words, God has good plans for each one of us. Jeremiah 29 11. And so we need to believe that. Say, I believe that I believe regardless of what it looks like. So we must consistently. I'm going to say this. We must consistently hear the word of God to produce faith in our life. I say consistently because it's not just a Sunday morning faith word that you receive and then you're good until next Sunday. I mean, it's you're probably just good just till the afternoon until the devil wants to hit you on top of the head. It might be as soon as you get in your car. You know? In other words, you, you hear what I say today, this faith message. Oh, yes, I'm good, pastor. I'm good until next Sunday. No, you need to live faith every day. You need a you need. Give me this day. My daily bread. You need a fresh word from God. That's why you have church. I'm encouraging you to have church every morning when you get up. Have church with God, you know, you know, get into the word, get into praise, get into worship, do a church service, a mini church service every morning. And I'm telling you, your life will change. Glory to God. You know what I what I used to say and I and I say it quite often is Sunday mornings need to be the best day of our week. But can I change that this morning? I'm going to say every day can be the best day of our week. If we put God in it, you know what I'm saying? If we just allow God, if we make room for God, somebody say make room for God. We need to make room for God in our life. And when we do that, every day can be a glorious day in God. Do you believe that today? So we must consistently hear the word of God and it produces faith. Uh, Here's a great scripture that I like because a lot of times There's things that we need to do in our you know, rearing our children and and doing different things that we have to do. Um, Sometimes we get in fear. Sometimes God may may reveal to us what he wants us to do. And sometimes it can put us in fear. And today I want to talk to you about how to move in faith. And, And and so we need to get scriptures that will help us overcome the fear that will keep us from moving forward in God. Because fear is the number one way that the devil uses to keep us locked down, if I may use that word, in a box and keep us from moving forward. Amen. And, um, you know, Philippians 4.13. Anybody know what that says? Amen. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, now in this scripture, if you if you study out Philippians chapter four, Paul is actually saying that he can live when when everything's good. He can live for Jesus when everything's good and, and, and he's prospering. Or he can live for Jesus when things aren't so good and there's famine in the in, in his land. He can he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. In other words, no matter what it looks like in our life. We can still live for God. Can I say that again? No matter what it looks like in your life, you still can live for God and you can live with a positive attitude. Oh, did I go there? Because what is the enemy constantly working on is our attitude. Amen. And so uh, and so and so the enemy is constantly. He's trying to get us the enemy, the devil, um, uh, will try to get us looking at. Wrong things, which would produce wrong emotions that would produce, you know, r- you know, wrong actions. So we need to look at the right things. Look at your neighbor and say, look at the right things. Amen. So, so what do we look at? We look at the promises of God's word. So we can say I can, I can do all things through, all things through, Christ, through Christ who strengthens, who strengthens me. Strengthens you know, the apostle Paul is an interesting character in the Bible. And the Apostle Paul um, is a person that should not have been raised up by God. In other words, he was a person that did a lot of rotten things before Jesus came into his life. And some of us have a have a past that's a little shaky. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I think we all probably have a little past that's a little shaky. And uh, some more shakier than others. Amen. And uh, that's why when we baptize people that have a more shakier life, we keep them in the water longer. Amen, <laughs> and, and then we bring them back up. No, I'm kidding, but uh, but 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 what I'm saying is, no matter how shaky your life was before Christ, even the Apostle Paul, his life was very shaky. In other words, he was a guy that was persecuting Christians. He was a guy that was he hated, you know, people that were following what was called the way. He hated people that were following Jesus. He were he was you know standing. And he was complicit to Stephen getting stoned, the first martyr of the church. He was holding the coats while the people were throwing stones at Stephen, the first martyr of the church, while Stephen was preaching the gospel. And so, and so Paul was the least likely candidate to do anything for God. Can, can somebody say, that's me too? <laughs> In other words, we're all like the least likely candidate. In other words, you know, if, if some of us are, you know, if we, if, if we looked at our backgrounds, we, none of us should be here this morning. But by the grace of God. By the grace of God. I, I like what Paul said. Paul said not, not many that, that are of, of, of high esteem, not many that have great, you know, have this great accolades that are called by God. But God calls it to base things To confound the wise. God calls the average and the ordinary to to turn into, to make them extraordinary for the kingdom of God. You may say, I'm I'm just an ordinary person. I I don't have a lot of gifts and talents. But whatever little gifts or talents you have, God can anoint you. And no matter what your past looks like, it can't hold you back from what God wants to do in your life. If you don't let it. In other words, quit looking in the rear view mirror. Start moving forward. See, if you look in, a, if you're driving a car, the rear view mirror is pretty small. The windshield is pretty big. The reason why is you're not supposed to be constantly looking in the rear view mirror. Why? You end up in a ditch. The, the, the reason why the, the glass is so big is because you're supposed to be looking forward to where you're going. So if you if you keep looking back at your life, what it was before Christ, you will say, I'm not even qualified to even go to church. Wow. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But thank God. God doesn't look at your past. He looks at who you who, who you are in Christ Jesus and who you can be, can be. In Christ. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. So don't use that excuse. I'm too bad to even serve God. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Paul was pretty bad. Matter of fact, there was probably a lot of Christians. Maybe some of them were thinking, Lord, can you just assassinate Paul and get him out of here? Because he's doing he's wrecking havoc on the church and throwing people. Um, some people may have been thinking that, you know, uh, but but even, you know, when 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 Paul got knocked off his horse. And, and Jesus appeared to him, radically changed his life and turned him 180, glory to God. And I'm going to say this, that we are continually being changed every time that we come to church, every time that we get in the word. God wants to change us into being more like Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying? To you? Somebody say, I'm being, I'm being changed into the image of Christ. And so in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I love this because Paul, even though he was he was greatly anointed by God, he had tremendous revelations from the Lord Jesus Christ. He had visions of heaven. Uh, Paul had a problem with the devil. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I'm going to say this. Anytime you choose to start moving forward in God, the devil's going to try to hinder your faith. And with Paul, Paul was raising up churches. He was an, an apostle of God and he would go in and raise up churches. And then the devil would send people into those churches to try to cause disunity, disunity and division and try to break up the churches he started. And then and then Paul got to a point where he said, Lord, you know, the devil keeps coming behind what I'm trying to do. Have you ever feel like every time you're trying to do something good, the devil's trying to do something bad? Has anybody ever felt that way? Every time I try to take a step in doing good, there's something bad that tries to come against me. Are you hearing one? But but Paul, uh, here in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, uh, sought God three times uh, and and probably fasted and prayed. And and the Holy Spirit uh, revealed this to Paul. He said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So, so, uh, so what, what Paul received with the revelation was, even though there was areas in, his, in Paul's life that, that he felt like he was losing in, uh, the, the Spirit of the Lord was saying to you, even though you may feel like you're losing, if you just get on your knees and start giving it to me, I will strengthen you in that place. And I will cause you to move forward no matter what it looks like, or no matter what the devil's trying to do to, to keep you down. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So so, in other words, I'm gonna say this that even though at times in your Christian walk you feel like you feel like you're not gonna make it, or you feel like quitting, uh, you know, God's grace will keep you up. God's grace will keep you from quitting. God's grace will get you into a place where you're moving forward in God in spite of what it looks like, in spite of that attack, in spite of that. You know, we've had people in our church been physically attacked, and I really believe by the enemy and the devil doesn't like us serving God. But you know what? They're coming through it. Glory to God. Pat was attacked this this week. She was in a hospital and God brought her through. Glory to God. We prayed for her and she came through it. Amen. And we have other people in the congregation that's been attacked physically and they're coming through it. And they're coming through with a witness that God is bigger. God's blessings are greater than the devil and what the devil can do in our lives. And we're, listen, you are a testimony just showing up at church. You're testifying that you're winning in God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so God's grace is sufficient for you. So faith, listen, faith comes by hearing, but it's more than just hearing because, you know, we can sit here and hear the word and say, amen, praise the Lord. But you've got to do something with the hearing. In other words, really, faith is hearing and acting. Faith is hearing and acting on the word. It's not just hearing only. It's not just saying, "Okay, yeah, I believe that. But you're going to have to take your faith to the next level. What does that mean, Pastor? You're going to have to start acting on the word. Oh, man, did you say acting on the word? Yes, you're going to have to act like the word of God is true. And when you start studying the scriptures, you have to put your faith in action by obeying the word of by obeying the word of God. You know, I noticed that the people that were in the hall of faith uh, in Hebrews chapter 11 which 11, Six is our, our main scripture, that's impossible to please God without faith. I noticed that, that the people that were in the hall of faith that, that was written in Hebrews, these people that did great exploits for God, a lot of it talked about that they obeyed God. Think about that. So our faith and our obedience go hand in hand. In other words, one part of our faith with God, one part of it is trusting God. God, I trust you. I trust you. And another part of our faith in God is obeying him. So it's trusting on one side and being obedient on the other. Oh, man, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, we got to obey God. The patriarchs obeyed God out of reverence when God called Noah to build the ark. In reverential fear, he obeyed God. And when we start walking, not only in trusting God, trusting what he says is true, and, but not only that, but when we say, okay, your word says this, Heavenly Father, I'm going to obey your word. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Amen. Anybody ever heard that song? Yes. Trust and obey. <laughs> Always want to be a singer. I won't go there. But uh, <laughs> I crack myself up. But anyway, let's look at James 1, uh, 22. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. But to trust and obey. Amen. So listen, the most unhappy Christians are the ones that either they're not trusting God. They're leaning on their own understanding or the ones that are not being obedient to God. Because if you're not obedient, you're not going to see the fullness of the blessings of God in your life. Is that right? I mean, you got to obey God. Look at your neighbor and say, obey God. And so look at James 1.22. It says here, um... But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man. uh, He's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So so he's saying here is that 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 if you're just a hearer of the word, but if you're not doing the word, you you actually forget you're a Christian. (laughs) In other words, part of us knowing that we're, we're we're Christians, part of us is us doing the word. And it says here, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Or you could say a doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. So, so, so faith in action. Faith in action is controlling your tongue. Oh, my Lord. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in other words, sometimes we want to talk the negative. We want to talk about what's not happening. We want I'm not talking to anybody today, but but true faith is learning to control the tongue. Is that true faith? He's saying here, he said, so, so faith in action is not just saying everything that pops in your mind. Is that right? Because you could, because the, uh, the enemy will give us thoughts. The devil can give us thoughts. He can give us a negative thought. And then 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 we have to realize, OK, is this come if these thoughts are coming from the devil or coming from the Holy Spirit? And if that thought is not full of love, it's not full of mercy, you know, then that thought may not be from God. It could be the enemy. And so we need to make sure that we don't allow wrong thoughts to get us to speak wrong words. And so a lot of times our faith has to be strong enough not to say anything. You, you've heard that you heard the saying, loose lips sink ships. So we we don't want our lips to sink our ship, our faith ship. Amen? So if anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. And to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So, so James is saying now faith is more than just a believing that Jesus is Lord and Savior. It's more than that. It, it, it has an action that produces good works. It has an action that produces you doing something positive in the kingdom of God. It's not just saying I believe. Amen. There's, there's an action behind your faith. So we must walk in obedience to God. So, so uh, you know, uh, one of the ways that we walk in obedience and we, I'm, I'm talking to you this morning about exercising your faith and, and, and the only way we're going to get strong in faith is to exercise our faith. It's not just by hearing the word and doing nothing. You have to exercise. One of the ways we, we exercise our faith is by walking in love. Oh man, amen. And uh, we need a Exercise our faith, because that's probably one of the greatest ways of exercising our faith is walking in love. In other words, there's going to be things that people are going to do or say that may offend you. Has anybody been offended in this place? Has anybody ever said something that may have just ticked you off? You know, and uh, because how many people have flesh in here? (laughs) <laughs> uh we're not we don't have redeemed bodies we're we're you know we're spiritual beings having an an, an earthly uh experience amen and uh and so and so we, so one of the best ways that we practice somebody say practice, practice. our faith is walking in love when things are unlovely amen. i uh this week i was uh in my car and i uh, was with the family and i um Apparently, I didn't I wasn't aware of it. I cut somebody off and um, and so I, I didn't see them. Maybe they were in my blind spot and and there was a horn behind me that was beeping. And uh, and uh, and that car hit me in the back and pushed my car forward, you know, and um, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and and, uh, and so I, I got out of my car, you know, and I looked at my, my car. It was a, like a little ding. In, in in the back of but it's the beater so thank god it wasn't the rose royce and uh it's the beater car and uh it's i call it the mercy car when people hit it i, I give people mercy and um uh, and so uh and so and i got out and looked and that, i uh looked at his car and he looked at me and he said you cut me off like that and and i said and i don't know i just i just said to him i said um I guess I didn't act in too much love. I said, I said, but you hit me. You know." <laughs> and I said, do, do you want to call the cops or let it go? Because I was willing because I was willing to let it go because he hit me. And I think I have more of a case him hitting me than I'm cutting him. Because when somebody hits you from the back, 99.9% of the time, it's their fault. Amen. Why? Because they didn't have control of their car. Right. And I was trying to sow mercy in kind of an angry way. Either go either that or I said, or do you want to call the cops? You know, the pastor, you know, sometimes, you know, I got flesh, too. I got flesh. You know, I, I can't be all oozy, goozy. on the like, oh, it's all right. You know, you know, you know I got flesh. Amen. Amen. I, you know, flesh, man. I, you know, I, I can't wait to get redeemed. But and the guy just looked at me and looked at the car and said, All right, I'll let it go. I said, "Well, good for you, because I think he would have been paying me some, you know, for for uh, the problem." Amen. And uh, what am I saying? I'm saying is that I, in a a roundabout way, I was so in mercy. In a roundabout way, I wasn't gonna try to get the cops out there, tell my neck is jacked up because he hit me from behind, call an ambulance. You know what I'm talking about, and try to sue the. You know, so, you know, you know what the rest of the term is. Off of him, amen. And and, uh, and so you know, I just let it go. You know, I was a little shook up. I, you know, you get shook up by getting hit, amen. But to thank God, God's protection was over us. And and thank God, I woke up the next morning. I didn't hurt. My wife didn't hurt. You know, she was jerked in the car. And no, it, God protected us, amen. So so, what am I saying? In Matthew five forty three, it says here, uh, "You have said." Uh, you have heard that it was said, 5, 43, 47, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Uh, but I say to you, love your enemies. What? Bless those who curse you. What? Do good to those who hate you. What are you talking about? Because the world wants to take revenge. Amen. The world wants to take things as its own matter in his own hands and wants to take revenge. But the Bible says, get, let, allow revenge for the Lord. Allow God to move on the situation. Amen. By the way, I prayed for that man's salvation. Amen. Not right then and there. I didn't ask him if he was saved. But I said, Lord, I just pray that if he doesn't know you. You know, what am I doing? I'm practicing. I'm pr- I don't want that guy... To 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 for me to have an attitude toward, uh, attitude towards that guy to to wreck my faith. Because faith worketh by love. And if you don't have love undergirding your faith, you just have a lot of arrogance. Oh, I'm talking today. Oh yeah, you, you gotta have love undergird. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Shh, man, I could preach this because I need it. Amen. <laughs> So here, because a lot of times people are taking things in their own hands and they're trying to take an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But in the Christian faith, we don't do that. See, I don't do that. And so love. So he says, but I say to you, love your enemies. And how do you do that? How do you do that practically? Bless those who curse you. Amen. So you bless bless those that curse you. That's how you practically Uh, exercise your faith. You bless those. You do something good. What? Yes, you bless somebody. Uh, Do good to uh, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Do good to those who hate you. Yeah, yeah, you bless them. I remember, you know, I was just Stephen. Remember Stephen? Uh, He was uh, used mightily of God in, in the book of Acts. And he was the first martyr I've talked about. And, you know, he, he told those Pharisees, he tried to wake them up to reality about, you know, where they were at in their in, in their position with God. And he told them right before they really got mad at him that, that they were that they were stubborn and stiff neck and that they they were always resisting the Holy Spirit. And, and, and they didn't like that. And so we don't want to be. Uh, you know, resisting the Holy Spirit, we want to be pliable in the hands of God. Right. And so they were resisting that that, 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 that. that tells me that that the Holy Spirit can be resisted. You can resist the grace of God in your life. You can resist the, the goodness of God by 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 holding holding God back in a sense through unbelief and through and through a wrong heart attitude. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today? And, and, and so and so Stephen was and then, then Stephen said, you're stiff necked, being anointed by the Holy Spirit, and trying to wake them up to reality, they started stoning him, throwing stones at him. And what did what did Stephen do when they were throwing casting stones at him, killing him? He said, Lord, hold this not against their account. Think about that. What did what did he do? He practiced his faith, he actually said, don't hold this against their account. In other words, he 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 sowed love even even at his demise. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, it doesn't matter who's casting stones at you. Uh, You know, it's really it's not flesh and blood you're you're fighting anyway. It's a spiritual warfare. And people are just being used as pawns by the enemy to try to get at some of us. And sometimes we are used as pawns every once in a while from the enemy. Are you listening to what i say? Don't think that you can't be used by, by, by the enemy. The enemy can use any one of us if we start thinking wrong. Amen. We'll start acting wrong, speaking wrong. Amen. And so, 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 so Stephen did good. So we need to do good to those who, who hate us. And then here, here's another practicality. Pray for those who spitefully use us and persecute us. You know, uh. Uh, pray for those who spitefully use us. But this is not easy. But this is practicing. Say practice our faith. A- a- another way of practicing our faith is that our f- our faith is is never just our faith is never just between me and uh, us and Jesus. Some people want to make our faith this is just a mean God thing. But your faith is not just you and God thing. It's you and an us thing. In other words, our faith is always connected, not with just God, but with the body of believers. So you can't just say, I'm I have faith, but I don't need the body. No, 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 no. You have faith. You have God, but we need each other. See, even Jesus knew it was so important that 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 we come together as church and we need us because Jesus had 12 followers. Right. And that was like a mini church. And Jesus was teaching them how to walk in love towards each other. Right. And, and so and so Jesus was raising this this 12 up as a group of people that, that could walk in love and unity. And then Jesus, when he commissioned them to go out to witness, what did he do? He said, just go by yourselves. Each one. Just go solo. You're good. No, he said, go with somebody. In other words, we need each other. I need you and you need me. We need the body of Christ. And sometimes I think sometimes some and even Christians will think I don't really need church. I don't need the body. You need the body. I need the body. We need each other. And sometimes there's people that might get hurt in church and and they and then they then they put their walls up and they stop going to church because maybe a pastor offended them or somebody in the congregation offended them. And then they think that they can just do church without the body. You can't do it effectively. You can't serve God effectively without being in the body of believers. Amen. Can I get an amen there? Amen. So the, the key way to practice our faith is to love the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the church. Amen. Galatians 6.10 says it this way. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us. I want you to underline the word let us. Because um, not let us that you put on the hamburger. Amen. <laughs> let, let us do good to all. So, so let us do good to all, especially to those who are in the household of faith. So Paul is saying here that 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 part of our Christian walk is to do good to those that are in a household of faith. How do we do that, pastor? Well, you you one of the ways is come into church, worshiping together, maybe being part of the dream team, letting your gifts work in the church, amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We we work with each other, we bless one another, and that that's a way that we 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 do good. Maybe God may, you know, I, I had, I had a, a blessing this morning. Can I, can I tell you about the blessing? Uh, I didn't expect it. And, uh, you know, I had one of my, one of my great uh, team members um, text me. They, they were out at Starbucks and they said, pastor, can we buy you a coffee? I was like, praise God. People are hearing from God. <laughs> people are really hearing from God in this church, you know? And I said, well, God knew that I needed an iced coffee this morning just to get up. Amen. And they bought me an iced coffee. And you know what? What does that mean? And, and it says here, let us do good to all, especially the." They're practicing faith. Oh my Lord Jesus. Where's my iced coffee? Amen. Uh, amen. And so uh, a kudo out, amen. And, uh, and and so what do we do? When we are inspired to do something good for the body guess what? We get blessed. There's an intrinsic blessing. Just man, We just feel good when we obey God. But then there's a blessing that God, I really believe, sees all the good acts that we do. And he gives us a blessing in heaven. I believe nothing goes unnoticed with God. Do you believe that today? Look at this scripture because it's a powerful tr- man. I'm going to have to close this down. I'm only halfway through my sermon, but let me just let me just get this last. Can I get this last scripture in? Glory to God. Look at Hebrews ten. This is so awesome. This is so awesome. Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five. Now I'm not trying to beat people over the head. You watching online and all that. But 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 if we're going to practice being Christians. Well, you know, I know that there's reasons and there's going to be work schedules and things that, I, you know, that you might be sickness. And not, I, I know that there might be reasons, but here in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it talks about being a part of the local church coming to church. And it says here in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says, let us oh, notice it says, let us. In other words, we can't be effective Christians Uh, uh, by ourselves. We need others around us. Amen. It says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So let's consider one another, uh, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching. So here it's saying here, Paul was saying here at that time, There were some people that stopped going to the church. There were some people that were uh, they were they were for some reason they weren't coming out anymore. They weren't being part of the body any longer. And here, uh, even back then in the new church, there were people that just wasn't coming in. And he said and he said uh, that some are Or just not coming to church. And I'm going to say this, that there's something about when you come to church, you you make the effort. There's a faith effort. God will bless you. It's something about a sacrifice. God blesses sacrificial giving. And in a sense, at times we're sacrificing when we come to church because it takes time to get ready, to get all dolled up. You all looking good out there, and it's easier. I admit it's easier just to turn on the on the streaming, sit in bed with your fluffy shoes on amen with your with your with your cow's coat or whatever and watch me online with you guys watch online but there's something even greater for you to come in so you can be a part of the body so you can be a blessing because when I see you out there I'm blessed and when we come together we all get blessed because you never know that somebody might want to buy you a coffee next week do you know what I'm saying? So we come together and we're 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 encouraging one another. Uh man, sh- we 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 practice our faith by speaking God's word. That you know, uh, that's one of the ways by practicing our faith. Somebody said Christianity is the great confession. And what I mean by that is that we confess the lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives. We, 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 we witness the goodness of God in our life. And the more you do that, the greater your faith becomes. But it says in Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast. Notice that word, let us. Again, there's that word, let us. <laughs> Amen. Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So, so, he, so he, Paul is saying, let us hold fast. To a confession of what? The hope that Jesus saved your life. Why? Why do we have to hold fast to it? Because the enemy's trying to take away our witness. The enemy's trying to take away what God is doing in our life. The enemy is trying to discount the blessings, or you could say many, you can say, Oh, a cup of coffee, that's not a big blessing, Pastor. To me it is. Every little blessing that God blesses you with, you should be thankful and see it's coming from God. It's coming from a person, but God moved on a person's heart just to let me know he loves me. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that awesome? And God wants to reveal, wants you, wants to move through you to love on somebody else, and you get that blessing. We practice our faith by worshiping and praising God. Amen. We practice. God is looking for those that are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. I, I, you know, we, we're, we're this is called a worship service. We come together in corporate worship and the and the unity of the spirit and God moves. Like he moved this morning with us. Amen. Uh, man, I, I just had to get a couple more scriptures out here. And he moved, glory to God, in, in such, such a beautiful way. Why? Because when we come together in unity and one accord, the Holy Spirit moves. And you know what? You might get healed out here. You, God could heal you. God could deliver you right in the middle of the service. I remember I was in in the service one time, and this was years ago. I was just a baby Christian, and I I was dealing with fear. I had just a lot of fear, and fear is real. Don't tell me fear is not real. Fear is a tangible thing. uh, uh, Apostle Paul calls fear a spirit, a spirit of fear. And that could come on us at times. Has anybody ever felt anxiety, felt fear? felt, uh, And that comes on us, but we got to take authority over it. We've got to say we've got to command that to go. Anxiety will try to come on us. And, and, and so, so we have to be very careful that we don't allow fear to come upon us. Amen. And, and so, so what is one of the ways to keep in that fear? Worshiping God. Putting your faith and start thanking God that he's big, that he's awesome, that he can do anything, that he can bring you out of whatever mess that you might be in. You start worshiping God. You start exalting God in the midst of. Of that problem, and we find this in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, when the Old Testament saints worshiped God and they had things coming against them, God delivered them. And then we find out in the New Testament, when the New Testament saints worshiped God and they were in a pickle, God delivered them. So I'm telling you, there's something about worship. This is practicing your faith. In James 1, it says, "Count it all grief when you encounter trials and tribulations." No, no. Count it all joy. joy. When, what does that mean? That means sometimes you just got to just praise God anyhow. That, that's exercise your faith, regardless of how you feel. But Pastor, I, I, I worship God when I feel like it. I don't. I worship God every day, even when I don't feel like it. Amen. Why? Because I need the presence of God in my life. I, that, that's, you know when the, when the best time to worship God? When you don't feel like it. Hi because that's when God's grace can envelop you, Amen, and His blessings come upon you, and pretty soon you start. He starts revealing His love for you, Amen. We practice our faith by praying for one another. We pray for James five sixteen confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective of prayer of a righteous man avails much, Amen. So we these are different key ways that we practice our faith. And you know, yesterday I was at the gym, and I'm. Close Closing down. I'm trying to close down, man. You know, I water baptized, you know, Israel and his two children yesterday. And I had to have a mini sermon for each one. OK, but uh, you, you can't shut down a preacher that it's, it's in me. Amen. Where was I at here? I just lost my train of thought. But what's that? Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I was at the gym yesterday and you know how we can get in our own world. See, see, one of the biggest things that the enemy will try to get into every Christian is just the me factor. And the me factor is you're not thinking about anybody else but yourself. That's something we got to fight all the time is this selfishness that that kind of creeps into us every once in a while. It's all about me. It's how it affects me. Do I feel like going to church or I don't feel like going to church? No, no, it's not about you. In a sense it is, but it's about us glorifying God. And we have to fight this, this, um, this feeling of about me. So a lot of times when I'm in a gym, I'm just trying to get it done and get out. OK, I just I, I'm, I'm on a time schedule. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I was in the gym yesterday and I felt led to witness to a young man. And I, you know, and I was there working out, but I needed to go. But I just said, man, I got I got to get my witness in time man." So I just I started talking to him and uh, talking to this young man. He was probably in his mid 20s. He just had surgery on his arm. And I thought that's a good opportunity to pray for him. And I was just talking about how he's doing and all this. And and I said, it's great being in the gym. And um, and uh, and I, I said, may I pray for you? He said, Sure. And I laid hands on his shoulder. He hurt his shoulder and he had some surgery done. And I prayed that God would supernaturally heal his soul, sh- shoulder. And, uh, and you know what? It was amazing. This man gave me a hug. He was he was so thankful. I said, you know, God, wants you know, his mom, his grandmother has uh, is a Christian and is an evangelist. I found out as I, I knew you had faith in your background. And I said, God wants to do something awesome in your life. And I said, by the way, do you have a church home? He said, no. I said, you know, see life church. Check us out. You know, we we may be able to fit you in. No, I'm kidding, but uh, uh, we may be able to get you seated in, in our church if if we can find a seat, you know. And uh, it may get like that, so don't, don't be laughing; it could happen. And uh, and uh, so so I, I said, listen, check us out. I said, and 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 he was he was just so thankful that I prayed for him. Guess what? I walked away. It, it, I it, it had to take selfishness out of me because thought I'm too busy. Sometimes we just can get too busy. To walk with God. And I want to encourage you. Don't get too busy to allow God to use you to bless other people. Amen. Don't get too busy. And when you're doing that, guess what? You are practicing your faith. And I I don't know how that that may have changed him. The prayer may have changed him, may have healed his arm. You know, the Bible says as they went, they were healed. I don't know what that prayer did, but it could have changed him. It could have healed him. Just that word of encouragement that God is with him, you know, can change people. You don't know one word from God can change your life. And so when God uses you, I mean, take some time, add some, uh, Extra time in your time, in your daily schedule for God to move through you to be a blessing so you can exercise your faith. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I honor you today and I thank you, Father God, that you are so good to us. I thank you for these precious people here in the audience. I thank you for those that are watching online. And I know that there's those that are watching online, maybe for some reason, uh, deal with maybe sickness or uh, other issues, they can't make it out. But, Father, I thank you that you're moving on those that have the ability to come out, to come out to church, Lord, and and, and be uh, part of the body of Christ uh, in a greater measure. Father, I thank you for those that are here in the audience and those that are watching online. And maybe, you're, maybe you haven't really given God your all. You haven't put Jesus as Lord of all in your life. You, God is... Maybe he's there in your life, but not really. You haven't really given him everything. And you know what? It's an everything. Our faith is an everything thing for God. We, we must, you know, let go the world's ways and, and, and hold on to God's ways. And so I want to encourage you, if you never confess Jesus, your Lord, that is the way of receiving Christ. And and the Bible says, if you receive Christ, that God will no way cast you out. In other words, God will accept you. So, because God loves the whole world that he gave his only begotten son. So just pray this prayer and meet in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead to make me right for God. Amen. And Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. and. Father God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.